0: What a week. I was on a local radio station with Wynne Evans of BBC Radio Wales, his guest for the guesswork spot. All he knew was I was Steve from Swansea and he had to try and work out what my job is. Have a listen and see how he did.
1: Steve, hello. How are you, mate? Hi. Good, thanks, Wynne. Excellent. You're in our Swansea studio? Uh, kind of, no <laughs> You're not, are you in Swansea? I'm in Swansea, I am in Swansea Are you in your place of work? Yes, I am Do you work in the bathroom? Not often Not often, it sounds very echoey there, that's why I'm thinking I, yeah, I just had work... a
0: conversation about that, <coughs> yes, I'm sorry about that
1: No, no, has your work got anything to do with toilets? Not at all Is it a physical job? Fairly, yes Fairly physical?
0: Fairly physical, yeah. uh, it does you... involve a fair bit of energy
1: uh, Would you say you were fit and healthy? Oh, I am, yes You are? uh yeah. what about uh, do you work in a team I'd like
0: to work in a team more often than I do do you work occasionally I've got help but usually I, usually I spend most of the time on my own
1: you're working on your own uh, have you had training for this
0: uh various times yeah bits and pieces
1: just bits and pieces yeah have you got uh, a uniform
0: uh not really a uniform I've got clothes I usually wear when I'm doing the jobs.
1: Okay. But, uh, Are you famous? Would people
0: recognise you? Am I famous? I am to some people, but no, I don't think anybody would recognise me.
1: Uh, your customers, do you meet them face to face? Yes,
0: when you they
1: do. come, yeah. Okay, do you work outside? Uh, yes, uh has, it, uh has it got anything to do with people's houses? No. You're not like not a plasterer or a roofer or anything like that? No. It's no. not that kind of physical job? No, I do a bit of everything, but not those kind of things. Okay, so it's not. Would you would you work on people's uh, in people's work? Uh, no, not really. Right, this is really helpful, isn't it? Um, do you <laughs> uh, do you drive a van? Do you need a van like to get all your gear around?
0: Um, no, no, I'm I'm sort of based, pretty much in one place.
1: In, in one, oh, where you are now. People come to you, yeah. do they? Yeah, usually. Is, is it dangerous? Or, or
0: it depends. Sometimes I'll go to them, but usually they're coming to me.
1: Uh, is it dangerous?
0: Ooh, no, not really.
1: Will I look better after a visit to you?
0: Look better? Oh, I yeah. think you'd be smiling.
1: I'd be smiling after... Have you got anything to do with the entertainment industry?
0: Uh, not really entertainment.
1: No? Publi- you know, do you provide a service, though? Yes. Like a hairdresser or something like that kind of thing? Oh, no,
0: not that kind of service, no.
1: Not that kind of thing? No. Oh, right. So how often would I come and see you? Um... Is it like a repeat business thing or is it one off? It's, it's not not so like much, a f- it's more one off
0: It's 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 <laughs> definitely not like a funeral director. Not like a funeral director. Uh, it's it's something you might come and and get something from me and then I might
1: come to you to help you with it. So i I might buy something from you and then you'd give me the training. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's okay. right. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah. anything to do with the water? No,
0: not not. There's water around, but it's Wales, so there's always water around.
1: Of course there is, yeah. We're never far from the coast. Especially today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Could I do this in the rain? Uh,
0: Yes, sometimes you
1: have to. Okay. Uh, Is it enjoyable to people? Is it like an experience?
0: Oh, yes. No, it is enjoyable. And it is an experience.
1: It's an experience. And you're based in Swansea? Yeah. (sighs) God, that's impossible, isn't it? An experience in Swansea. I mean, I've had many experiences in Swansea, but I can't think of any. (laughs) Right, okay. uh, sit tight. I'm going to leave it to the great Welsh public. Uh, What does Steve do for a job? Got a bit of a uniform. You'd go to him. You might buy something. Then he could train you up how to use what you've bought. What is he? I've no idea. Christmas song. Did we see Mummy Kissing Santa Claus? I think we did. That is the Ronettes I saw, Mummy kissing Santa Claus, who knew? Uh, right, this is the Win Heaven Show, so I've got Steve from Swansea here uh, on BBC Radio Wales. He's the mystery job. You've been getting your guesses in as to what Steve does for a living. Steve, uh, are you nervous? Do you yeah. think anybody's going to get uh, it?
0: Oh, I don't know. It's 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 unlikely.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking that because I haven't got a clue, right? <laughs> but, um, hi, does Steve supply and fit windows? Says Helen the dog groomer. Uh, hi, is, when is Steve a PE teacher in a school? Uh, Andrew and Parks on the line. Andrew, what do you think? What do you think he does? Some sort of sports coaching. Steve?
0: Hmm. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think you could call it sports coaching.
1: Uh, Andrew, can you Sorry. believe you got th- I can't believe you got that wrong. I know, mommy. Well, you're always so reliable. <laughs> How are you feeling, mate? Are you good? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Good lad. Hey, lovely to speak to you. Uh, there goes Andrew in He got it wrong. Uh, Johnny Merthyr says, are you an insurance claim assessor? Uh,
0: oh, definitely not.
1: <laughs> uh, here's one. Are you an outdoor pursuits instructor? Says Liam Ponterbreed. No. Are you a clairvoyant, says Mike Inlan?
0: <laughs> definitely not. Oh, I should on. have seen here's that Oh, on.
1: Do you sell sheds?
0: Shed- no, not sheds.
1: G- Glyn from Cardiff. Is he a dog walker? Oh. And Dave Collins no. says... Are you Father Christmas? <laughs> no. But the one I'm going for is this, right? It's a okay. uh, non-anonymous text has come in, and I'm going to agree with it. Have you got something to do with aviation?
0: No. Uh,
1: come on, then. Tell us what you do.
0: I'm an alpaca shepherd. You are? <laughs> okay. Two words. Alpaca. Yeah. Shepherd. And then shepherd. How so I look that? after alpacas.
1: How was I gonna- where was I going to stumble across alpaca? I've well, never said alpaca in my life al-
0: before. Outside and animals, and there was a there was a thread, but we didn't get there.
1: Yeah, there were. I mean, outside and animals, right? I'm thinking sheep, cows, and horses. I am not thinking alpaca. Uh,
0: well, there you go. I would always think alpacas.
1: See, I have. I, do you know? Shall I tell you a secret about me, Steve? Go on then. I've taken an alpaca for a walk, and it wasn't. A, I tell you what, it was. I don't know if it was pleasant or not. <laughs> it did make you smile though. It did make me smile. Right. Tell me exactly what you do apart from being a shepherd to alpacas. Okay. Well,
0: we look after a herd of alpacas. We've got 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a valley just north of, uh, Swansea, just in the, just north of the M4. And they are around. We got, uh, stud males up one end of the valley and we've got the females down the other. And um, we do keep them apart and they, they are get, looked after. Do they so, get a bit frisky? Sometimes are inside. There, wow! Well, they do. The boys have got good eyesight, ah. and they, they, they always a clock. oh uh, on, we got one uh, in particular called Howell, yeah. and he leans. He's he leans the girls all the time.
1: Oh, really? Uh, what's yeah. a what's a baby alpaca look like? I bet it looks super
0: cute. Uh, oh, Alpacas are cute anyway, but super cute when they're babies. So, and they're called cria, C R I A, cria. It's a Spanish word.
1: Oh, okay, uh, thank you so much for being my uh guest. The job today, we failed. We were doomed to fail, weren't we? I mean, who who thought that? An alpaca shepherd? Don't worry, I'll be having a word with the team on that one.
0: That was great fun. And there may be a few alternative career paths opening up for me. You never know. Father Christmas? And something to do with the aviation? Mmm. One of the alpacas did seem to have a bit of a red nose when you look closely. This week I also spoke with someone from Down Under the lovely Rita joined me to talk about her alpaca journey and the recent house and farm move. Here she is. So welcome, Rita Suarez of Campo Verde Alpacas, based in Australia. So we're juggling the complexities of the time zones and things because it's it's a lovely morning where you are and it's a lovely evening where I am. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is a lot of fun. So welcome. It's really great to have you on the show.
2: Thank you, Steve. It's lovely to talk to you.
0: I'd like to start with asking people when they met their first alpaca and how it made them feel.
2: Yes. So have you got
0: any 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 distant memories? I think I've mean, got, it was a while back.
2: Yes, I've got two memories. One is really, really far away. Um, I think it would be 10, 11 years ago. And this is when I lived in Melbourne, which is a big city in Australia. Um, I lived in the outskirts of Melbourne in a green wedge zone. So we had, you know, normal houses um, and some acreages. And my partner and I used to go for long walks. Um, And there was this field that had a llama or maybe a couple of llamas and alpacas. And I remember that very clearly because we used to walk and see them every day. And Mm. they had other animals there, but that's the first memory that I have of seeing a llama and alpaca for the first time. Um, And then fast forward to about three years ago when we thought of buying alpacas. And it's really interesting because when we visited an alpaca farm for the first time, we both thought they were huge animals Um, (laughs) because we got really close to them and we are like, wow. We felt a little bit, not fearful, but we were like, oh, that's what they're like, you know? Yes.
0: So I think it's, uh, yeah, sometimes you see them at a distance. I guess most people are kind of, oh, what's that? That's yeah. a, a funny-looking funny sheep. What is it? <laughs> and it's the, the long legs and long necks and, and things. But it's uh, it's becoming more common. I, I don't know how, how things are in Australia. Are there a lot of alpacas there?
2: Yes, they're becoming more common. Um, a lot of people here call them llamas. So it's funny because, right. yes, so we have a lot more alpacas than llamas in Australia, obviously. But I think because of um, – marketing and there's a lot of things that are being done like those duna covers and bags and toys and everything is about llamas at the moment there's a bit of fashion you know going on people know a lot about llamas so when they see alpacas or when they hear that I have alpacas even though I say to them I have alpacas um like a lot of people at work go oh Rita good morning you know how are your llamas
0: amazingly that is universal around the world then ah. because that's exactly what they do here and i've talked to them and i've talked to them all the way around the the, the, the walking around the farm talking to them about alpacas we get to the end and we get and they say oh, so uh, yeah so it's how, how long have you been keeping your, your llamas then yes <laughs> yeah. um, um and i've actually i have actually it's difficult not to embarrass people but i have actually tried to ask them why why do you make the link to and then talk about them as llamas because mm. oh no, no, I know they're I know they're alpacas I know I know they're not llamas yes. but but yet there's something in people's minds that very strongly associates it well they're they're, they're obviously quite close cousins so yes yes <laughs> oh yes is.
2: yes I, I must tell you this story too um I think it's back you know now that the memories are coming back that we we're talking about ah,
0: it yes yeah, yeah
2: about seeing alpacas and llamas. So back about 10 years ago when I was dating my current partner, we used to go for a long drive sort of in the outskirts of Melbourne, which is countryside sort of, and I remember it was a funny drive. We are sort of driving around and we saw a van and we're looking and the back of the van had a window and we're like, what are those things? And we go, oh, my God, they're alpacas. So they were transporting alpacas in a van they must have bought them, or you know, you know, whatever. But there were about five alpacas, and it was fascinating to see them.
0: They're very accommodating. They will, they will cope with most things. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's about three years ago. You more recently that you you saw the alpacas, and then you you look to buying them uh, and having some of your own. Yes. Um. So so how how did that develop? How did that start? And, and um, how many did you start with?
2: Yes. So what happened is we moved from the city to Bendigo, which is a regional town, um, and we bought a house in eight and a half acres um, of pasture, mainly for our chickens. So we thought of you know keeping chickens, and then we thought of having some farm animals. And I looked at uh, cows. I looked at sheep, um, and then I thought, well, let's let's test alpacas. So I visited a couple of farms. Mm. with the idea of buying a pet uh, you know pets and they were really good breeders and they told us look you need to keep at least two and it'd be really good to buy weathers but I'm the sort of person that likes seeing nature unfold mm. so I asked them what would happen I would love to have a baby alpaca being born so could I buy a female and then they explained yes we could sell you a pregnant female." And then mm. you'd have the baby and ta da 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 So anyhow, at the end of that, I convinced my partner, because we were going just to get two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the word convinced. Yes. It sounds so familiar. Yes. Yeah.
2: And so I convinced Anthony that we needed the weathers, so two weathers, and we got a barren female and we got a pregnant female and the deal was that the female was going to give birth and then she was going to go back to the breeder to be, you know, remated. Sure. So yeah. so we were going to get two careers down the end. It worked really well because we also were thinking of guard animals sure. um, that could be in the, in the field with our chickens and sort of help, you know, protect them.
0: So then you had the few there and the, the numbers grew. And what, what's the, been the main focus that you've had?
2: It's been the fleece for me too. Yes. Yeah, so when we were buying alpacas, the appeal was I could, you know, use that fleece to knit. And I really like that because I love knitting. Now,
0: I, absolutely. And on the website, there's that lovely, and I'm assuming it's you, <laughs> sat, sat knitting at the top of the, of the, yes. of the page. There's somebody, somebody sitting there knitting, which is just lovely. That's the alpacas me. in the background. In the shade. (laughs) Yes,
2: yes. But I just, I love knitting. It's very peaceful. Um, Mm. I think all the crafts are very peaceful. And I love the idea of using my own animal's fleece to knit. That's what I've been doing. Obviously, I can't do it full time. You know, I wish I could do it full time, but I still have a job. So knitting is just evenings, weekends, you know, just when I can find time. Something that I noticed, and I thought I'm going to try this, is actually taking back the fleece. Or the yarn or the, the piece that I'm knitting back to the paddock with the alpacas. And it's fascinating. Mm. So I've taken a couple of, um, things that I've knitted, like scarves or, um, a poncho. Mm. And I put it with the alpaca that the fleece came from and they sniff it. And mm. it's almost like I know it's been, you know, processed and washed, yeah. but I wonder if they know it's from them. I wonder. Mm, so, yeah, it's interesting. And I like sitting out in the paddock, you know, just lying down or being quiet and, you know, just watching them.
0: Yeah. No, they are very calming to be around, aren't they?
2: Yes, they are. Yes. They are.
0: They seem to quite like having you around in the field. It depends what you're doing.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. Good point. Good <laughs> point.
0: I've I've got one at the moment that's that's not doing quite so well, and I've and I had to do some uh, injections today and stuff with uh, some pain meds and various things, and and uh, um, she now looks at me suspiciously whenever I come anywhere near. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. generally, generally they're quite quite pleased to see me. I think
2: they are, so, yes, and yeah, I think that's think. That, that's part of the thing. So when we got them the breeders told us just to spend time sitting, you know, put a couple of chairs in the catch mm. pen. So we made oh, a huge
0: – good advice. Yeah. Yes.
2: We made a big catch pen, you know, originally, um, and we would just sit down and put a bucket of um, lucerne for them to come and eat, and that's how they got used to us, and we got used to them as
0: well. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. We didn't have time for all of the interview with Rita, so part two is to follow next week. Hope to see you then. Thanks for being with me on the alpaca journey, and do check out the show notes for a special Christmas surprise. Stay warm and dry and happy, and go spend some time with an alpaca. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a good day.